0: In the name of God the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. We're beginning now this most uh, solemn season of the Christian year, the season of Lent, the 40 days of preparation for the, the central mystery, the central fact and event of the Christian faith, the, the, the celebration of the life, the death, the passion, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can we can distinguish between His life and teaching, and His uh, His passion, His death, His resurrection. But the sending of the Son, the sending, the Father sending the Son, His only begotten Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that He might bring us through Him, in the power of the Holy Spirit, back to the Father. This is the one saving deed of God, and by this 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 great and mysterious act, this immense sacrifice of love. Our sins are forgiven. We're reconciled to God and reconciled to each other. We find again we find again something which we easily lose. We've lost it, we find it, we lose it again. And that is our human dignity and our human vocation. The dignity, the 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 worst, the, worth, the The the, the, the gravitas of our humanity comes from our vocation that is our calling God calls us he calls us into fellowship with himself he calls us into holy communion with himself and into holy communion with each other in and through this great sacrifice of love which is the coming of his only begotten son which comes to us and brings us, in the power of the Spirit, into the fellowship of the Spirit. The Father sends the Son, and in the power of the Spirit, the Son brings us back to the Father's house. And all of this is accomplished in the events that take place in Jerusalem, in those days. Those events which are represented to us each time we gather for the Holy Eucharist. The old prayer book, uh, the original book of common prayer, has a a confession, and we say some form of it still to this day. But the original words are very, very powerful. What's our problem? The problem, the confession says, is that we've erred and strayed. We've erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We've followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We've offended against thy holy laws. And then the old confession says something that uh, some of the uh, composers of contemporary prayers don't like very much, and so you don't hear it very often. The old prayer says, and there's no health in us. What does that mean? Does that mean there's no goodness in us, there's no light in us at all? No. No. But it does mean that the light and the darkness struggle together in us and that and that we 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 cannot save ourselves. Uh, We we don't have our help within ourselves. Our help is in him who comes to us at the price of the cross and the power of the resurrection and with the gift of the Spirit. The colic that we have tonight says something very similar. It, it, in the colic, we pray that a promise that God made to his people, to the prophet Ezekiel, would come true. God gave Ezekiel, this, the prophet Ezekiel, this word to say. Yeah. He, he, he gave this word at a time when things were dark for God's people. God said through his prophet, the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will take away your hearts of stone and I will give you hearts of flesh. Now we, the human problem can be described as sclerocardia, right? Hard-heartedness. Hearts that are hard towards God and hard towards each other. God promises through his prophet Ezekiel that the day is coming when God will give us new hearts. Hearts of flesh. Hearts that are tender towards Him and tender towards each other. And the colleague tonight prays that this prayer would come through Come, come true for us in through the Savior by the gift of His Spirit. Created us, the Collect says. This prayer that's at the beginning of the service that kind of collects our thoughts. Created us, the Collect says. New and contrite hearts. New and contrite hearts. And the Collect assumes that the process of getting this new and contrite heart, this heart that's tender towards God and tender towards each other, that it, it involves, well, and the colic is again, kind of stunning in its fullness, that the that the colic assumes that getting this new and contrite heart involves acknowledging our wretchedness, acknowledging our wretchedness and lamenting our sins. If you look up wretchedness in the Oxford English Dictionary, wretchedness is, is sorrow and sadness. The crucified and risen one appears to his disciples after the crucifixion. They're huddled together in fear. They're hiding from the crowd. Suddenly he's in their midst. He shows them his hands and his side, and he breathes into them. Now, in the book of Genesis, God creates the first human beings out of the earth, and then he breathes the life-giving spirit into Adam. And, and with Adam we lose our human vocation, we lose our human dignity, and here comes the only begotten Son of the Father. The Word, the Word of sacrificial love through which everything was made. The Word who has given himself for us that we might be reconciled to God and to each other. And he breathes in, uh, into us a new life. He breathes into us this new heart this heart that is tender towards God and tender towards each other and when that spirit is breathed into us as it was when you were baptized and and perhaps that gift was you had the laying on the hands of confirmation to stir up that gift in you when that gift was given to us in our baptism, the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, there come uh, uh, faculties. And one of the faculties is that we should be able to spot, to see, to acknowledge our wretchedness, our sadness in our exile from God and our sadness in our exile from each other. And that we should be able to spot our sins And lament over them. If you take the letters of St. Paul and you arrange them in such a way that, uh, it's a little bit different than they're arranged in the Bible, that the earliest letters that he wrote, so far as we can tell, you know, uh, are in the beginning and then the ones towards his latter life. And you kind of look through them to see is, how strong is the lamentation over sin? It's much stronger at the end. It's a gift of the Spirit. To lament. To lament over the things that we ought to have done, didn't do. To lament over the things that we did do that we ought not to have done. To lament over our failure to love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. And to love our neighbor as ourselves. As we get to the Spirit to be able to to lament these things. As we get to the Spirit to acknowledge the sadness and wretchedness of life apart from God the gospel promises us great joy but we'll never know the joy without this gift of sadness this longing that wells dwells up in our hearts to be reconciled to God and to be reconciled to each other and when we, we find that place where we have Sorrow, and lamentation, unhappiness, sadness over our weaknesses and our failures, things done and both undone. When we find that place, we find again the place where we can meet the one who comes to seek and save the lost. A great physician who comes with the medicine of immortality, who breathes into us the antidote for the hard heart who breathes into us the spirit that gives us new and contrite hearts who with that spirit is remaking us and making it possible for us to find again our human dignity and our human vocation and to find again the life for which we were made, the life which is tender-hearted towards God and tender-hearted towards each other. Now, there are two things that stand in the way of receiving this gift, this uh, fruit of the Spirit in our lives. One of them is the denial of death. Uh, That's a very powerful thing in 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 our society. We're very good at keeping death out of sight. One of the things that the clergy talk about now is people die And the family will say to you, you know, Father, when we can get everybody together, we'll have a celebration. And it doesn't happen. And death is is literally invisible. It's one of the blessings of the liturgy tonight is that we receive the mark of mortality on our foreheads. And we are reminded that we're mortal. And this reminds us that we're creatures and that we're dependent. And that our life here and hereafter comes from God. And it reminds us that there is not infinite time to get right with God and to get right with each other. And it causes us to have sorrow and lamentation, which is the gateway to peace and joy. The other thing that gets in the way of receiving this gift of the Spirit is um, it's an old problem with the new name the Gospel is talking about tonight, virtue signalling where we start believing our own press and advertising our own goodness. The temptation there is in some way to depend upon ourselves instead of on the utter mercy of God. To rely on ourselves instead of the one who made us and is remaking us and giving us new and contrite hearts in Jesus Christ the Lord. You're like going